the Ramon Foster Show, starring the one and only Ramon Foster, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're serving hot, fresh food 24-7. Moan, what's going on? Man, not a lot. A, a whole, well, a whole lot of owners' meetings and coaches' yeah. meetings, and you got palm trees in the back. You said <laughs> I do. I'm at the uh, Minnesota Twins media relations office in yeah. Fort Myers, Florida. Because, man, when you're covering all the sports, you gotta you gotta keep moving. You know, you gotta keep moving. The Twins were nice enough to loan me their office here because I, I, I you know, I could have pulled the Ramon card on them. <laughs> What's you that? See, you, you could uh, you understand it. We got to record the Ramon show here, you know. <laughs> and this is really they, important stuff. They're like, who? They might they <laughs> might remember my kid if he's good enough to play MLB ball, but they're gonna look at me like, who? Uh, it's all well, good. I could see I could see RJ's picture up here next to Kirby Puckett and Rod Carew and everyone else you know uh, what? up here. Uh, as long as he make good grades to get to that point, we're all good. I hear you. I hear you. Let's talk a little bit about those owners' meetings, which occurred on the other side of this state and are now complete. And they finished with a bang in that they (laughs) finally settled the longstanding discussion about how to handle overtime. Uh, Mike Tomlin had made clear his position beforehand that he wasn't in favor of any changes. He always says that. Ramon, we talked about it this week, the whole purist football junkie thing and everything. But they ended up with a, a... a pretty reasonable compromise, didn't they? They they did. Uh, but can I say it's two things that come to mind to me hmm. uh, when, I, when we're speaking about this new rule. Um, one, they got bullied by social media to figure something out. And Roger Goodell <laughs> pretty much said that. He was like, we listen to our fan base. And because that's all everybody spoke about after that Bills and Charter, I mean, Bills and Chiefs game. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be serious. And also the other side of it, too, is that Raiders-Chargers game could have ended in the tie, too. So this pretty much clears that up as far as that goes. Um, and the other part, people want to see quarterbacks battle. I think we as a, as consumers thought to ourselves, well, what could Josh Allen have done? It was all about Josh Allen. Oh and it was God. all about the beleaguered fans of Buffalo, the woe mm-hmm. is me fans of Buffalo, because yep. they got Scott Norwooded into eternity here. And, and they were going to – and look – they have a really good team. They yeah. haven't gotten it done. And they were going to blame somebody other than, <laughs> you know, like the football gods or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's all it was. Initially, I felt like, man, this is very participation trophy-ish because, <laughs> oh, you'll get a turn and you'll get a turn. And I, I guess I just got to skew my, my thinking a little bit by saying, okay, well, um, I had I had a buddy of mine say, well, you, you know, both home team – I mean, both teams get – a uh, turn at bat in baseball. I was like, well, yeah, you, you got a valid point mm. there. But the other side of me is almost like, well, if you know that's the case, stop them. That was my whole mindset of it is stop them. And this is, I think, for the most part, it's only for the postseason. So I get it. It's weighed a little bit heavy when it comes down to the determination of who moves to the next round because that is a heavy stake. I mean, truth be told, who knows if Buffalo is going to get back to that spot? You know, who, who, truth be told, who who knows what happened if um, that game against the Chargers and um, Raiders actually doesn't actually does end in a uh, in a tie. You know, does Cincinnati get another shot at, at what they did on this crazy run? So I'm not opposed to it. 
I just look at it and say, this is a band-aid for whatever's going to, we're going to gripe about the next time. And, and one, one more thing for me, as far as what I feel about this, I know a winner has to be determined, but can I say this too, DK? Mm. They can stop with the, uh, the, the, the player safety and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Oh no. I'm Yeah. I mean, you're the union rep here, so I'm preaching to the choir, but no, when you're talking about 17 game, 18 game schedule here, yeah. you, you, you're not worried about anybody's safety. I, I see, honestly, this snowballing into something else. The same way they grab data to say of the 12 times we studied in the playoffs, the 10, 10 teams that received the ball first one, they'll say this too. Well, the, as many times we played uh, 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 overtime games in the playoffs, it's equated to another quarter, and that quarter actually enters to another game. Yeah, And that's it, when it, we start having a conversation about, 18 and I yeah be, it, it, you can't 18. do that until after this CBA is up but yeah 18 this, games this is, is a coming, study though yeah 18 games is coming you know the funny thing is there is a perception and it is a perception you just made one reference to it that the coin flip is decisive and that's because the games that make the biggest impact on us are obviously the playoff games they're the they're the ones that are the most important they're the ones that resonate and you're right the coin toss winners are 10 and one. In the playoffs, yeah. that's 91% the coin play. However, however, everyone will always warn you against small sample sizes. And overall, if you count all overtime games, including Tell the regular me. season, the coin toss winner ends up winning the game only 52.8% of the time. So it wasn't all that big a deal. But yeah. it seemed like it because we remember Josh Allen standing yeah. on the sideline. And I, know, I I've you, been there before, though, no, as a oh. player. The Denver. Remember? Mm-hmm. Like we sat on the sideline and watched that go down. And it may have been the start of the new change, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, that's it. What do we do? You know? When do, we get, when do we grab our helmets? Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, it's the other side that says this, too. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the other side is, well, what have you did to college format? I do think that would be a little bit more exciting. You know, I have put forth myself moving to the college format. And every time it happens, Moan, I get hit with the worst blowback, and I'm surprised by Why? it every time. Who looks away? From a college overtime. (laughs) Nobody. 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 It's captivating. There's nothing happening at your own 30-yard line. There is something happening at the other team's 25. And you know what? I'd say the modification. I think college starts 20 out. I started 15. So you get one first down, and then it's first and goal. And from there, you either got to score, kick a field goal, and the team got to do the next thing on the other side, too. I think you make it more – I think there's a way to make it shorter and more competitive by doing something like that, DK. Yeah, and, you know, well, the bottom line is they made the move. They adjusted. And the one thing that you can always say about the National Football League, I think, more than any of the other leagues that I cover, is they do listen. And they, they do don't. give their fans what they want, do they not? They absolutely. And again, the hog is continuing to get fat because why, DK? <laughs> Owners' <laughs> meetings are pretty much taking over March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of are. <laughs> I mean, everything about the NFL is bigger than anything about any other sport. 
it's just gotten to that point. But I think this is part of that attitude. They do listen. Sometimes maybe to a fault. Sometimes they go a little too far mm-hmm. in catering to, you know, a New Orleans set of complaints or a specific right. market set of complaints based on a single outcome. But for the most part, man, it's hard to argue with success. It is. It is. Or, I mean, we can argue about sending a draft to Detroit, but uh, I, I said that respectfully. <laughs> You got to give them something. They're stuck with the Lions the rest of the year. (laughs) When we come back on the Ramon Foster show, we are going to talk about, I'm going to open this up because I don't even remember here. Oh, yeah, Stefan Tuitt. We're going to talk about Stefan Tuitt and whether or not he can still be great. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, coming to you live from two very different locations. I'm in Fort Myers, Florida. Ramon is in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Uh, Moan, my office is courtesy of the Minnesota Twins. Whose is yours courtesy of? Uh, Me. (laughs) (laughs) University of Tennessee, baby. University of Tennessee by way of Art Rooney Way. (laughs) There you go. Let's talk about a guy who's currently in the building and training. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Art Rooney way, and that's Stefan Tuitt. You know, this is a really, really good football player who was really, really missed last year. And I know yeah. there was a lot, uh, and, and rightly so, talk you know that, that you know related to everything that happened with his brother and the idea he might be done and this and that. He's twenty eight years old, Moan, and the last yeah. time we saw him, this was a dominant football player. You know what? Still is. From the day we saw Tua come in, one, he has the build of a guy that's supposed to be playing defensive tackle, okay? <laughs> Tall, long limbs, uh, that that wide athletic butt type that he have. You know what I'm saying? Like, them dudes just explosive. <laughs> I'm not going to acknowledge checking out Tua's DK, butt, you don't, but I follow uh, D- the point. DK, you don't want to be a flat butt dude out there, okay? You need to have some power behind you, all right? Let's be real about what we're talking about here. Guys go to the combine and put on shorts and spandex, DK. Come on, man. They do. <laughs> Come on. It's they done, do. I said the unspoken thing out loud. It's, you know why? Because my kid is like that. My youngest hate, is like that. I hate to say this, but I hear more football scouts talk about butts than I about any other body part. It's the truth. It's un, only in only in football. That's where the power is, okay? That's where the power is. And, and two is one of those types, man. And um, <laughs> let, let me say this about, talking about the two just, butt segment. I like big butts and I can't. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not that. We're not that. We're not Sir Mix a lot. Um, but um, two is an athlete. And, and so much he's a frigging headache of an athlete also because he's a mixture of talent that goes hard and also works hard. I never get when he comes in and he was one of those Cam Hayward types. Who, who is this guy? Golly, will he stop? You know what the Castro used to call him? And we huh. as a group started the Mustang, the I wild Bronco, the wild. You can't <laughs> tame him. You can't tame him like that. He's the Mustang. You just grab on and hope the ride ends like that's wow. it. Camera just get to the point. Two of the freaking just come down your chest, hit you, move side to side, hit a spin move and then do something completely different the next play. Like, that's him. That's the value of him. So if you can get him back in the freaking building, DK, you do that because he has that type of athletic ability. And not only that, his last season that he played, 
How many sacks did he have again? He had 11. And he also, contrary to some public perception, was a full participant. Like he yeah. was in there all year. In fact, Tomlin mm-hmm. even used him in the meaningless game. Remember yes, up in Cleveland did. at the end of the year? I think he's kind of making a point here. You know, we're respecting your availability and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, without, again, without, we don't, we've talked about his personal situation an awful lot here, but from a football standpoint, my feeling in 2020, and this is not praise that I would offer lightly, yeah. was that he was every bit as good as Cameron Hayward was. You know what's crazy? Between good friendships and good teammates, there is a, a competition. Okay, I don't think they will ever say that or anything, but I know one is after the other. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Whoever's in the lead mm-hmm. is getting chased down. And I'll say this too: we as a team benefited from that. And 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 Tua's situation is very similar to Le'Veon's. Also, man, if we can just get him all year long, it's always the conversation oh. because if it, you know what Cam can do solo, we've seen what Tua can do solo. If you got both of those dudes at the same exact time, imagine the headache that it can cause. Now, but you enough, don't have to wonder. They were the number one defensive front, according to your good, close friends at yeah. Pro Football Focus in all of football. <laughs> I, I know, and that's the important. So you ask me, can he still play? The answer is not yes, but hell yes. Okay? And you want him on your team. So when Coach Tomlin, again, you guys, we talked about this, him being a historian and a and a, a, and a protector of the game, a curator of the game. He's going to do whatever is necessary to make sure that Stefan Tewitt is who he's going to be when he finally puts his hand in the dirt and be a football player again. So if he needed an entire year to get himself together, and I think most people understand why. Yes. You give him that. Because when he walks back into that building, 3400 South Water Street, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15203. And he starts to practice and he starts to play. And you get him on game day and you see what he is. You say, you know what? It was worth it because now we got him back. We got him back. And you'll have him back probably uh, knowing knowing Steph as much as I'm able to know him, you know, from a reporter to, to athlete perspective. This is someone who is not without. His emotions. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean that in a good way. I'm not talking about anger on the football field yeah. or whatever. I'm, I'm talking and about just he he's a hard-on-his-sleeve type. No doubt. And you know what's crazy? I'm glad you you said that because I'll segue by saying this. You, you know whenever I got my hyperextended knee in camp, uh, it was from Tewitt and DeCastro. And all he was saying, Mona, I was just trying to hold on to the Mustang. Mm. And on the other side of it was you never told uh, me that. And you and you know what? And and I I wasn't even mad about it because I knew who was who he was going against. It's to it. And I'm not gonna tell to it the governor down. It was just, hey, no. he went hard, fell hard, lost his step, and my knee went backwards a little bit, you know? A little I bit. wasn't mad about it. It's it's part of the game, too. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, if they could get this football player back and they know they have Tyson Alualu back and they've mm-hmm. got the best defensive player on the planet and now you have a reasonable replacement for Bud Dupree and Alex Highsmith, you could be right back to the same dialogue from 2020. When we come back, an interesting Hey Moan question coming up. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. You know, Moan, by the way, I'm on to all of these people who listen to this, who watch this. 
they just tolerate the first two segments. Like, they're just like, can you just get to the hey moan already? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, you know, James Cole, by the way, who came after both of us on yesterday's hey moan segment uh, about our hair, about, about us having allegedly unkempt hair. Uh, he comes back with, I was kidding about the hair, but I'm sure glad it led to an awesome segment. I really appreciate what you guys do. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, man. It was good. And of course, we take everything lightly here. Oh, yeah. Greg comes in with today's Hey Moan, and he says, Hey Moan, what's the real feeling toward punters and kickers by the offensive and defensive players in the NFL? Man, hmm. um, that's interesting. We we look at and one thing we'll say kickers and punters, but they're specialists, and and they're football players too. Um, but I, I think the 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 magnifying glass is a little bit thicker on them simply because a, a good bit of the time they don't do what we do though on a day to day basis. Yeah, okay? that's the part. If I can jump in, Moan, yeah. to clarify for Greg, when you're talking about the people who are off on their own, it's not two, it's three. That's it's three. the kicker the punter, and the long snapper. Those yes, are your three specialists, not two. And, and you know what? They, I'll, I'll say they do serve other purposes. Quarterback drills when like 707 Live and stuff like that, some of those guys are the guys that snap the ball to them too. Um, but it, it's this. They do, they, own, they, they do their own thing. Um, they're football players. But it's also one of those things, man, I'm physically hurting every single day in camp and you're talking about your feet just hurting. We're talking about two different things here, okay? <laughs> and, and usually, I know Swisham, man, was, and, and also Boz, always guys that were very sympathetic, like, man, you guys go through it up there. And they were very appreciative. They, they, they get the respect by being appreciative of what we do for them, especially the offensive linemen that's, you know, up front on extra points and field goals. It is a respect, but it's also one of those things when it comes time for you to do your job, do you. your job. Just Ooh. put that all through the uprights. H, I mean, please put it through the H, man. Like, you know, and and, and that's where, and, and truth be told, across the board, that's what everybody on the team wants, right? Do your friggin' job. And it's respect there. But And there's some guys also that come from different cultures, though, that certain people, and we've heard it in the past, hey, let, we'll just say Urban Meyer craps on them. So people oh. that come from his type he of situation, you kick demean the them. Dude. And, yeah. and I'll say this, Coach Tomlin makes a huge point to make sure we know the importance of what those guys mean to the team. Coach Danny Smith, love, okay? He he puts more pressure on them than I think almost any specialist coach I've ever been around. So there's a respect factor there. And, and it's crazy you say that because I respect all my friggin' uh, teammates too, but I was telling you, I get a message the other day. You don't even know where I'm going with this, DK, but Uh-oh. I get a message from a specialist. Long snapper, former of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cam candidate. And he says nice. to me, it says to me, really enjoy listening to your takes, Moan. Keep crushing the brother. Miss the heck out of you. And I was just like, again, he, you may look at, oh, it's just a kicker. I'm looking at, no, that's one of my former teammates, a friend of mine that that's listening to us. And it's like, you guys are doing some real cool stuff. I got the message like right here, you know, it's like, that's Cam really candidate. cool. As telling us he liked what we're doing because he appreciate what football is too, and he was always a go harder like that too. So See, the um, thing is, these guys can't win though, Moan. Remember Sean Sweesom in Canton, that, that meaningless game, and he goes down on kick coverage and 
pulverizes that guy and he messes up his knee and it's like super no man and everyone was mad at him Mm -hmm. super replaceable man wait a second well you can't tell me that i'm not a football player and then when i go and i'm a football player you're mad at me yeah i i I know (laughs) they can't win but they better do their jobs It's, it's how it usually goes and Especially with long snap, this is one of the most unspoken like positions ever between Greg Warren and Cam Canada. You know what I'm saying? I think mm-hmm. people will respect the position a whole lot more if it was James Harrison. No, <laughs> I re- yeah, and then you saw Debo actually try it, and then you're like, okay, uh, anybody else? Anybody else do this? <laughs> Who can really do this? You mean to tell me I can't stand up and throw it back? <laughs> no. And, and truth be you told, just walk it back. Yeah, it's, it's it's harder than you think to do those things. Is and like watch uh, training camp when Latrobe is open. Watch the amount of, of stopwatches that Danny Smith has, Coach Tomlin has, Kevin Colbert. Well, he won't be there probably. Uh, maybe Brandon Hunt has. Um, as far as the timing, the execution, and also the standards in which you're supposed to meet, like. Coach Tomlin specifically would tell Greg Warren, Greg, I need one tackle every four games. Because if you're Mm. snapping and you're protected, nobody hitting you, I need you to be down there making a tackle. It ain't just snapping the ball. It's making sure it's at the same spot on time and you're doing your job after you do that too. Wow. Never heard that about long snapper ever. One tackle every four games. And you know what? They actually, you do hear their names. Exactly. Often enough that you go, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Why wouldn't you be downfield? Exactly. And not only that, you better pull out a lawn chair after you snap the ball. No, No. you better be around that hunt. So that's why I think at least in Pittsburgh, we hold that position a little bit more to the fire when it comes down to you being a specialist and you just walking around the football field, learning new tricks on how to bounce the ball off the ground. When it's crunch time, you better be a football player outstanding stuff you know what Mona? i think the umpires are taking the field i gotta head out there to cover this thing um how about tomorrow how about we talk about a subject that i think you're a little bit familiar with offensive line and what this team is gonna do and what they've talked about this week with how they're gonna i know you want to get started now (laughs) We'll, we'll, we'll do it tomorrow thanks for watching and listening everybody Yeah. <laughs>